Hello, it's Mick Tickner here from the popular tattoo-based podcast How Much for a Sleeve, and I have been an actual knob. Whilst recording the introduction for our next episode, I failed to plug in my microphone. However, it can't have been my fault because I don't sweat, have never been to Woking, and don't bathe. My deepest apologies for the next few moments where I sound like I recorded it on a toaster. Sorry. How much for a string? I've not said Willie's since 2022. That's a massive lie, but I've not shouted it over you talking. Go on anyway, go. Willie's. Willie's. That's good. <laughs> Willie's. Right. Willie's. Uh, what? Yeah. Hello. Hello, Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're back. It's How Much Was Leave, the worst tattoo podcast there is. So this is nice, isn't it? We're back. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. We've had a little break, haven't we? Our endorphins are rising. Yeah. Our dopamines are rising. Uh, my uh, anus is oh. receding. Oh, I don't yeah. want to think about your anus. All mercury. Wee. Mercury. Wee. <laughs> Mix a cunt. Wee. Yeah, trying to think of uh, puns around planets or natural um, bodies. That's the less you around your name. And no. uh, Lucidus. There we go. There's one. <laughs> um, Saturn, I believe. Um, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and all of our listeners. <laughs> we're a bit late we are mid-jan we are over yeah. the halfway mark in january everyone i would discuss when is the cutoff point for wishing someone a happy new year but it's m- way more boring than anyone actually saying happy new year to you slightly late so don't give a fuck somebody actually said it to me today fine and i sort of forgot that it had happened it's been long enough now we're moving on to easter so what 2024 you fucking you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, so you're been... coming up for our two-year anniversary. We are. we are. I'll get the date. We'll have a little party. I think it's the something of February, isn't it? Something. Are we going to have? Are we going to get pissed and talk for two hours, four hours doing no. shots? No. Honestly, like, <laughs> like I, that's a good point to start on uh, in the new year. Sorry about that. Sorry. Everyone. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I feel like the first part was all right. There was too much going on. Obviously, we had fucking Joe had some music playing in the background, which I couldn't hear. There was doors opening and closing. There was animals all over the gaff. There was, there was a, a lot of tequila. There was a period, like the, the second half of the first episode and the first 15 minutes of the second, I thought was really quite nice and joyful and funny. And then that, just after that, it was just a bit of a noise, wasn't it? So, yeah, sorry about that. We, we, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> We had fun though. We, yeah, had, we had fun. fun. That four was people four... enjoyed that. Yeah, five. five. That was. I don't know. I don't know if Lil Neil did, um, because it was basically four hours of me bullying him. He yeah. even sent me a message the other day when he was talking about what car to get or something like that, and I sent him a little tykes car. You're fucking. You just. How do you know, I have friends? But that's the thing. So one day they'll say, "Do you know what? I, I feel. I feel like your behaviour's unacceptable. I don't want to be your friend anymore, and you'll be completely crushed." Yeah, put your hands up if you've been personally victimised by Lucy. Sorry, guys. Do you hear that noise? <laughs> Did you hear that? There's like a. I think it was the sound of about six thousand, seven thousand people <laughs> putting their hands up at once, jumping out of the fucking seats. Hey, fuck! 
Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, Happy New Year to all the listeners and that, whenever you listen to this. Yeah. Um, it's uh, lovely that you you still listen and we thank you for your 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 kind words and everything that you send us it's uh, it really does bless us and we we love you for it and we also love you for buying all the calendars oh my lord i thank you for keeping me very busy <laughs> packing calendars if i never have to see a, a calendar uh, again in my life i'll be happy would i ever say that <laughs> um <laughs> I was going to say envelope. Yeah, honestly, guys, thank you so much. Um, there's been so much fuck up with the post as well. Like we've had postal strikes in the UK and it's meant that some of them have taken, no joke, like five or six weeks to get out there. But yeah. if you're still waiting, I'm really sorry. <laughs> the thing is, there's no, there seems to be no logic either. It just depends. Like it's bad luck if it just happens to go to a centre where they're fucking backed up. But um, for everyone that's posted them, I'm sorry if, um, that's ordered one. Sorry, I'm sorry if you didn't get it in time for New Year. But thank you so much for your patience and thank you so much for buying them. It's it's been incredible. Like, um, we even had a mention in Total Tattoo. Thank yeah, you so things. much, Perry. Um, he said in it, I think like some rough quote was when somebody messaged me asking me if I wanted a dick pic or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> because I did literally message him and I was like, so um <laughs> he, he did also well, refer to the, to this to this nonsense as wildly successful. So, yeah. Who knew? No. We didn't know. <laughs> The numbers you. don't say that, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perry, everyone that's bought one, thank you so much. Yeah. Do you thank want you to hear much. a total as we are right now I before do. setting what up? What I'll do is, because I'm getting excited because it's like new year, new me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get a little drum roll fill like in now. And then you can, so if we leave, leave it three seconds, then say the, say the number. Go. Two thousand. Seven hundred and forty-five pounds and sixty pence. Direct to charity. Yeah, that is our total now. Nothing else has got to come off it. All postage and everything, all fees paid. Um, oh, no. we still have a handful left to sell. Um, to sell. If we have any left over, we're going to be at Brighton Tattoo Convention. I'll be working on the Origin stall, and Mick will be there harassing people as they walk past. So hopefully, we'll still have a few to sell then. And we're also going to be auctioning off the original artwork. So that'll be on our Instagram. Some of it may have already happened by the time this comes out. Um, but so there's still some more money to add to that. But like, I am so fucking chuffed with that figure. Yeah, like, totally. Awesome. I thought we'd. I thought we'd be giving them 50 quid or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to shout out to Danny at um Orchid as well, who's been very accommodating of our little shitty little thing. I know she's getting loads of coin for it, but it's, uh, it's <laughs> wicked that you that you you you've uh, you've let us do this. So thanks. Yeah. We'll we'll be we'll be down your gaff with a big check to do one of those shit local newspaper oh my pictures. God. Do you reckon yeah, we can be in the East Anglian Daily Times? Yeah, with like a <laughs> knobs all over the checks, they'll have to pick Long- something out. <laughs> Long-term friends send dick pics, sell, t- yeah. <laughs> sell dick pics for charity. <laughs> you won't believe what these tattooers' dick pics look like. <laughs> Just loads of blokes um, in leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel so like just so proud of our tattoo community for yeah. helping us with this like Big it's up. been awesome 
feels nice to have done something worthwhile. Now we've done it. I don't know if we're going to do a next one unless Mick takes care of all the postage. <laughs> no, we'll do it. We'll do it. Well, we are. We've already we've already committed to one. So we have committed. Let's um, do another next year. Maybe we'll yeah. post them out before Christmas month. That would I be think. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, no, hopefully, it... hopefully we'll have a we'll have a functioning government that don't facilitate striking workers. Yeah, that's you know true. Maybe I'm, they'll you know pay them properly. Yeah. Um, also, like I did get loads of help from my friends at Community Workshop, which is where I volunteer. Shout out community Workshop. Um, so thank you so much for helping me pack them up. I physically couldn't have done it all by myself. It was so many hours, <laughs> so many hours of packing it up. It really takes a long time to like hand write addresses and draw dicks on the back and put them <laughs> in envelopes <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet they... now I'm, I'm going to choose my words carefully because I don't want to upset you as an artist okay. but from package one yep. to package 250 I was a little bit worried that the regarding the, the, the penis drawing that the standards might slip to be honest, to be completely honest, I think only 150 of them did actually get dicks because oh, by 250, I was like, they're lucky if they get a fucking envelope. <laughs> There's enough. just a load of loose calendars floating around in some like. <laughs> oh, also, my local post office, ladies, it's just this tiny post office. There's two people that work in there and they got particularly excited when I took in the first dick drawing. Um, but in lockdown, when I was sending out prints, if it was somebody I knew, I used to draw a dick on and the lady would be like, ooh. Um, <laughs> what was so that the... noise? What did she do? It's not nice. Oh. Right. Ooh, we need to... My watch has gone haywire again. Um, because you did but... a little impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You did it, yeah. But I, <laughs> I took in my, <laughs> I took in the first load of um of calendars, and I think maybe I had fifty, and I just took in in a big bag, and she took one look, and I was like, look, I don't know what the best way to do this is because I'm gonna have a few more, and she went, oh, just don't worry, just leave them with me, and they took a couple of days and gradually like processed them and stuff, and then. I went in and I was like, oh, thank you so much. I've got some more. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. By the time I took in like the 250. Put them in the dick corner. Just... We'll deal with them later. Put them in the dick corner <laughs> with the others. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> they were just like crying. Um, and um, I took in a load of chocolate as well. I was like, thank you so much. I was like, it is for charity. And I gave them one of the calendars. And then when I went in the next time, they had like a, a queen calendar up behind the counter. And I was like, um, I think you used the wrong calendar. <laughs> And then yeah. the woman said that her son had taken it and put it in his bedroom. And I was like, oh, God, how old is how old? Uh, <laughs> I think he is an adult son, but I was like, OK. I <laughs> go for that. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, again, thank you so much, guys. Um, I've signed up to do something really stupid. And I yeah. not realized... quite as stupid as that, that free pig challenge that you didn't actually do. <laughs> Yeah, thank you to my sister for passing away and getting me out of that. <laughs> but you did, you did sign up to do it, which was stupid. Yeah, did sign up to do it. Um, the only benefit of losing. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to hell, and there's not even any space in the grave for me. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. Right. Um, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna put a ban on that. Sorry, I must just fling my hands around sharp siri i thought you're about to die so i've done i'm doing something stupid and actually i've just realized that it's will 
Corviday, Will Sparling Corviday, his fault because he asked us when he was on the pod if either of us did stand up. Mm-hmm. And I had never thought of it before that. And then it it just got me thinking, like, he he thinks I'm funny enough to do stand up. Um, and I'm very quickly gonna find out that I'm not. Um I think you'd be surprised. We'll find we'll see. Well, we yeah. will see. But I've signed little, up to my first first little, go. Little open new act spot thing. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah. Which sounds it seems like nothing. Like but yeah, actually, I don't know. And then I was thinking today, like, fuck, if I'm worrying about five minutes, what if it goes, what if one person laughs and I think, well, maybe I'll do another one. And then it's a longer spot. How do people fill an hour when you have to physically uh, sit six, and write funnies? Six years of experience, I would suggest, might help. Six years, yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Is somebody, that just six years worth of jokes? Like they just six, use the same material constantly. Yeah, well, sort of. It's like there's there's loads of people like they do an hour, but that hour is quality because it's the last twenty years of their life. Yeah, and then when they have to do another one, which is just the last year of their life, fuck, and then they have to dip into the bits that didn't make it into the hour that they did. Yeah, you know, but it's uh, yeah. This is obviously me speaking as someone who has done it, I think, eight times in his life. The first time I ever did it was five minutes and I rather hilariously had left pauses in for laughter while I was practicing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think after that, I, I'd, I'd say two minutes was where I got to. When I realised I'd finished and I was like... Did nobody laugh? No, people laughed, but um, I think largely out of politeness and because <laughs> because they knew me. So they knew they'd already heard it. So they knew when to laugh. <laughs> This was the first time I did it. It was like a fucking shitty student thing in a in a in a students' union with about twenty people, and sixty percent of them lived in the same house as me. <laughs> but the if you run it, possible nonce, alleged. But we, we, we he did things with um. Part of his act was uh making making um hilariously bad uh, animals out of balloons. Oh, that is a bit noncey. I think so. Um, yeah, he just sort of gave me a nod that was like, everyone does that on their first time, mate. Gave oh. me a big clap and a round of applause and I felt blessed. <laughs> well, I went to a local comedy night and I, I like pounced on some of the comics out in the interval and was chatting to them. And um, someone said, don't give up on a joke. If you don't get the laughs, use it somewhere else because it might just be the wrong place. Yeah. And... Um, which was interested, and then they were really lush. I literally just went out and I was like, "I want to do this. How do I do it?" And how, um, how did you know they were comics? Were they? Were they? Reading... It was in the interview, so I'd already seen them make some lols on the oh, stage. I, I thought they were just like reading Guardian supplements and wearing berets. Yeah, they were just sitting at the bar. I just thought you look funny. Yeah, and, you um, look funny. <laughs> lol. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they were really lush and helpful, and That's exciting. Um, a nice, nice one for them for doing that. Yeah, it was nice. To be honest, though, like there was one woman and she was a bit like, oh, it's really hard, you know. But then when I had made her lol, she was much nicer. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's fair enough. Think that's, <laughs> that's the same it's the same as someone coming into your gaff and going, I want to be a tattoo. And she'd be like, yeah, whatever. Show me your drawings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Normal, isn't it? But 
So yeah, we'll see. You might never yeah. hear from me again because I will die of shame when I get up on stage and a heckler makes me cry, um, or I shit myself. Um, no, no one, no one heckles at open mics. It's, do it. You, if you think you're that, if you stand up, you do it. here you go. You just give them the microphone. Go on and you do it. Yeah. Who is it that? Um, what's the Seinfeld guy? Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry. <laughs> is that genuinely what you're asking me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he just goes like. Are you okay, hon? I don't think he says hon, yeah. but he goes like, okay, let's talk about your issues. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I saw a TikTok the other day of um, Jennifer Coolidge. Is that how you say her name? Stifler's mum. Yeah. And she does From like a lot of the White Lotus. Yeah. And she has like a load of cards as a way to like um, tackle hecklers. And she's like, heckle me. Come on, heckle me. And then the last one was like, shut up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, loved the, the best heckle put down I ever did was uh, on one of my best man speeches where I'm sure I've told this story but uh, there's a long story that I won't go into now but um, one of our friends turned up to my best friend Nikki and Emma's wedding in a Batman suit uh, um, yeah and he would I'll just go through my you know the shit you do at the start of the best man speech about how you met him and all that bollocks and he kept piping up and I said Mark do you want to come up and say a few words and he was like, he started to stand up and said, yeah, well, you should have been a better friend to Nick. And then he might have uh, asked you to do this, but he didn't because I was a better friend to him over several years to so sit the fuck down. <laughs> and if you're doing a best man speech, you can take that. If you've got any knobhead uncles or <laughs> comic book enthusiasts, do you want to try and upstage you during your bit? Um, shall That's we quite... get on with our episode? Yeah. Nobody wants to hear about us. No one's here for us. They're here for Sam Nancy. Yeah, I believe this is episode 57 of Goodness. How Much for a Sleeve with Sam Nancy. Mm, is that the end? Willies. <laughs> this is Good Time Charlie, and you're listening to How Much for a Sleeve. We are back in 2023, and we've got an amazing guest, Sam Nancy. Thank you so much for coming on. Hello. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me. Oh, it's so lush. I have like basically stalked your Instagram for, a, I was going to say a decade, but I don't know if you've been tattooing a decade, but a long time. I can't stop it. I have actually been tattooing about 13 years now. Wow. It just creeps up on you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Stupidly. Did you have I had an anniversary? My... No, I didn't actually. I don't remember. I cannot remember the first day that I did my first proper tattoo. And I wish I did. And I wish I'd have kept my first note that I made. Because yeah. a lot of tattooers do that. But yeah, I put never it in did. a little frame, don't they? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people do that. Yeah. First I, note? Yeah, yeah, the first note that you make from tattooing. Quite a lot of tattooers will write the date on it and then frame it. Oh, I only know, like I had my eight year anniversary last week and I only know because I've worked in the same shop the whole time and I've got my registration certificate from the council on the wall. And I did my first tattoo that day. So um, I only know because of that. I know that mine is around November time, October, November time. So when it gets to October, November, I know that I'm a, another year on. <laughs> oh, it's mad. Like, I I still feel like such a baby in the industry. Do you? Do you oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Despite the granny yeah. specs. Despite the granny specs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, that, is that one of those things that if there's my my job's boring but i feel like even though i'm nearly 40 i still 
behave like I'm an, like an apprentice because there's one person who's older than me there. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's one well, person who's older than you. You're like, oh, I can't, I can't go. Well, I'm never going to know everything. I'm the oldest in the shop. So, right. Yeah. I, I've, yeah, I've, I've no, ex I've no excuse really. Do you know what, maybe? But you don't look it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think it might be one of those just not being, you know, when we talk about just not being a knobhead. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel if you feel like you've still got stuff to learn, you've still got things to learn from other people. Oh no yeah. No matter their age. Yeah. That you then feel, oh, I've still so I'm never gonna be I don't yeah. know it all, so therefore I can't be Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm wibbling yeah. a bit, but do you know what I mean? I feel I like so. you can apply that to adulthood and tattooing. Yeah. And parenting. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean do, doing our job, I think the moment you stop wanting to learn or you stop wanting to do your best tattoo with every tattoo, that's the time when you should stop. Like As soon as you stop being uh, passionate about what you're doing and you become complacent, that's the time to stop, I think. I see some like old school tattooers sort of round my way. And I've followed them for a long time and they used to be just top of the game, like amazing. And you can see the point where they just stop caring. Yeah. And um, or and then I think, well, is it me looking at it and thinking like they've just not sort of caught up with the progression of talent there is or have they just given up? I think like, it's probably a bit of both, you know. Yeah. Like obviously as as we're going further into our tattoo career, um, new artists are coming along and they're fucking incredible <laughs> like oh my god yeah they're not you know they're coming into this industry and they they hit the floor running from from the get-go like they've already got their own style they know what they want to do you know they start with the machine that they want to start with that you know there's so many tattoos that don't know about coil machines and you know you know, old school machines, but that's the time. <laughs> it's it's just how the times are moving, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, is so, it one of those again? Like, because I'm fucking, I don't tattoo, so I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. But is it one of those things where, a f like, a lot of the old crowd can get in a bit of a huff about the Ute that come through and they're they've been tattooing for three years and they're they're doing it a certain way that's different, and because they haven't had to use coils or old stuff. They almost feel like they they don't deserve to be as good as they are because oh they had it easier than me because I don't, like I think that's sort of pretty general across society that yeah the older generation are in a huff because oh you just have to walk to school you get on a bus you don't know yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. that sort of shit is it the, yeah. is it the same I I don't know I mean as far as um as far as machines and stuff go you work with what you're comfortable with and you know what you know how to use. I think the issue is, is that when, you know, back when, when we were learning how to tattoo, um, we would learn everything. So yeah. that means if ever we um, stop tattooing in the style that we're currently tattooing, we will then know how to do different styles because we learn in all areas. Yeah. So tattooers who are coming into the industry only learning their style if their work drops, then they're going to struggle doing other stuff. That yeah. I think that's where, where um, the issue is sometimes. And that could be as easy as a style that's cool now being a bit shit 
and going out of fashion. Exactly. That's yeah. Thing. Yeah. Totally. Like the sort of stuff I do, like I haven't done it forever because it didn't, it wasn't popular forever, but there are so many tattooers who come in and only know how to do black work and don't know how to use a mag and have never yeah. put done color. And I think about that a lot. Like this is not going to stay fashionable forever yeah. because we're just going to move on to the next thing, like tribal and new yeah. school yeah. stuff. Um. So, yeah, but I guess people just adapt at that point when they have to. Yeah. Hopefully. And then hope that somebody will teach them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's great that, you know, all the incredible artists that are coming on the scene now, it is amazing. Like, no, there's no reason why anyone should get a shit tattoo anymore. Yeah. You know, Instagram is full of um, portfolios. You can literally shop via social media for your tattoo. It's yeah. incredible. Um, and obviously, as the years go on, you know, there's, there's going to be so many generations of amazing tattooers. Like, you know, what's the level going to be like when we die? Oh, my God. <laughs> it might not be done by humans anymore. We'll be obsolete. Well, yeah, yeah. It'd be like the same as the bank and same at Tesco. You're never going to see a human. You just go in and lay down and get tattooed. What an incredibly yeah. sad thought that Depressing. is. Depressing, yeah. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> The whole point of, I'm going to go off on one here, apologies. The whole point of AI <laughs> was to, you know, make boring and mundane tasks, manu- you know, by done by machines. But we, I keep seeing fucking knobheads who have like, some prick, was uh, I can't remember what magazine, it was in some, like The Spectator or something, and he was like, I've, I've fed loads of children's books into this, AI and it wrote uh, so I co-wrote a children's book so no you didn't you farted loads of books into an, an AI and it wrote a children's yeah. book it might be shit I don't know but <laughs> you 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 saying that, oh look look how easy it's like these tech bros that are like oh look look what I can do it's like no work out how to fix a car <laughs> work out how work out how to make a, a, a till more efficient automate yeah. that bit automate the dull stuff in life so that yeah. we can leave you lot out there to go and tattoo people and do you know let we we have we've already got ai art being used instead of stuff whatever your thoughts on that are um i think it's fundamentally bad but i can understand why people do it we've got songs being made we've got films being made like animation out of ai as well i just think it's those are the things we should leave to human brains because there's nothing, nothing better than a human brain for making something up I try yeah. not to think about all that weird technology because it sort of freaks me out a bit. <laughs> no, I mean, to that point I make, like, like, it's make, yeah. the, make the dull stuff automated to leave every, yeah. everyone, even me. The creative stuff. Yeah, to I, I, can, I can go and do something mad. I don't know, write a song yeah. that no one will listen to, but at least I'm doing that mm-hmm. rather than yeah. sitting there working on algorithms. Yeah. Well, teachers are losing the shit at the moment, aren't they? Because students are using um, some sort of... AI software to right write out the rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know whether that's really clever or really fucking stupid. But I mean, <laughs> if you've got a chance to cheat, are you are you gonna do yeah. it when you're a teenager? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What have I got? Right. I've got the option here is I can spend, you know, over the next two weeks, I can spend forty hours revising. Yeah. And then, and then you know, four hours writing something, or I could spend all that time smoking fags and fingering people, <laughs> and just and just and just press play. Stand you know, at uni. I know what I'm going to do. 
<laughs> well, you know I, what you wish you could have done. I didn't have any friends, so I was I, I would have done the forty hours anyway because I'm good. Nobody boy. let you finger them, but you no. did smoke some tabs, and, and I did I didn't look old enough to go and buy cigarettes. So it was fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> after that tangent, did you do like yeah, an old sorry. school um tattoo apprenticeship? No, do you know what? I was I was pretty lucky. I, I fell into it. Um, I knew it was something I always wanted to do. Uh, when I was at at school, um, I would draw tattoo designs. And uh, people would buy them off me for like a quid. Draw, draw as a tattoo design, some shit tribal or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd draw it. They'd give me a quid, 50p a quid. They'd take it away, whether they got it tattooed or not. I don't know. Um, I got tattooed myself when I was 16. Um, and as soon as I had my first tattoo, I just knew, yeah, this is for me. This is this is really fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> get what was it? Uh, tramp stamp. Love. <laughs> have you still got it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. How how does it look? Like you having it done at sixteen, you must have still grown. And well, considering that it was done um, with a guy who only had one eye, it's pretty <laughs> decent. <laughs> <laughs> One-eyed Rob, he was called. One-eyed Rob. And the tattoo oh, shoot was so name. intimidating. Um, when I went there, there were loads of bikers stood outside smoking and it was just really, really grubby. But <laughs> that's how that's how they were those days, wasn't it? Like, they, they were pretty cool. Um, what, so, were yeah. they, what was in place as a 16-year-old? Did, did they just think you look 18, you're fine, or did you have to lie? Oh, no, I dolled myself up, put heels right. on. Um, <laughs> that that was that <laughs> so easy so easy um so yeah I think I was one I think it was the first um student at school to have a tattoo yeah um I got it whilst I was doing my GCSEs and um yeah I went off to I went off to college I did um fine art and design and when I was in uni actually when I was doing a degree I dropped out after the first year because luckily I got into tattooing and um I just took to it really well because I was just so passionate about it um I was just so into it so I was committed to uh, leave uni after my first year and thankfully it all worked out okay and 13 years later I'm still doing it <laughs> it's a familiar tale we hear we hear quite often yeah, yeah. Because we have the best of the best come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> have you always done like your super colourful no, tattoos? No, not, not at all. Um, I did everything and anything at the beginning, anything that walked through the door. You know, yeah. um, it was it was rubbish. Obviously, when you do those things, you, you're not where you want to be because you go into tattooing and you want to do all the cool things. Um, but but you don't, you know, you, you do all the, I'm not going to say rubbish because it, it's, I don't think it's fair to say that people's tattoos are, are rubbish, like all tattoos mean something to each customer, but not the things that you want to tattoo, like it's not yeah. your kind of thing. Um, but it prepared me, you know, and I, I know that if I had to do a black and grey piece now, it might be a little bit rough, but I'd know what I were doing. Um, yeah. So I, I did... I did quite a lot of that for maybe four, five years. Yeah. And then I had my little boy. And whilst I was off 
I just did loads of drawing um just started drawing some like retro 90s stuff and my sister was like um we tattoo me you can do anything you want so I was like yes that'd be awesome um so I tattooed uh, my little pony it was just it was in like a hobby horse style so my little pony head on a hobby horse stick and I posted that on Instagram and um it just went nuts I just kept getting requests for really really cute colorful stuff and that was that I, I became really busy with that and I've not done anything else since and, Oh, and it's mad how yeah something like like that like which you know could seem to be quite i don't know what's the word like it's not anything brand new anything mad yeah but it just just was right for you at that time for what what people wanted and it just yeah goes bang so it was a similar thing happened to you didn't it lucy where you just had a yeah had a period of time where you were and it was all instagram again wasn't it it just where it totally just goes just yeah goes mad i just did like some magnolia flowers in like a stippled effect and it was before many people were doing it and every i just it went mad and then i just got asked for more and more and i had like loads of tattoos messaging me and saying like how are you doing that can you tell me how to do it and I was like sending videos to loads of people like showing them how to do the stipple shading and then and then it just blew up in the tattoo world and now it's like So you 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 became a master. I'm a master yeah <laughs> and now I'm like there were so many people who were so amazing at it and I look at mine I'm like man I've really got to get better <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Claude, when I look back on my work, 10, 11 years, yeah, about 10, no, it can't be 10 years ago, because I've been tattooing about 13, so it was 7, 8, 9, 10. I, I don't know, many years ago, when I look back at my work, colour work, um, from when I first started doing that, it just looks so bad to me <laughs> because I've progressed so much over the years. yeah Um, like my tattoos back then when I first started doing this kind of style just seems so weak to me. Um, it's It's quite humbling, like, seeing the old tattoos and just remembering how far you've come over these years and yeah like the evidence of that you just don't stop progressing and learning seeing that evidence is really good totally I have um I had a customer in the other day and I've been working on a leg sleeve for like six years or something and he just sort of comes in once a year and has another big piece and it was so interesting like I hadn't seen him since before COVID and just looking at the stuff I'd done previously and it is a bit of a mixture of styles now as like my style has evolved and but there was I did um must be, I think it was like the last thing I did and it was this realistic black and gray eagle and it came when he came in I looked at it and I was like huh yeah maybe I can fall back on realism actually <laughs> oh my gosh thank god but yeah just to see everything I had done over the years like some of it is a bit like <laughs> um but it was just really nice to see like that it's like my career on one leg it's Yeah, nice to see that is cool. Yeah, it's always yeah. a relief if you see something that's healed for a long time and you're like oh thank god it's still there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I do need to pick you up on is you said leg sleeve Um, instead shut the of fuck trouser. up. Um, So I'm trying. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were going to talk about your leg. Um, No, 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 no. let's glaze over. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, A trouser I'll sleeve. A trouser just leg. a trouser. Just a trouser. I did a trouser Thank on you. a guy. Uh, Go on. <laughs> Is that what we call that with trouser? a leg sleeve for some. You know when something pisses you off for no reason, <laughs> and you hear, I hear it, and I'm like, "What the I know. fuck is a leg sleeve? Call Doesn't it a trouser." make any sense. Who coined that? I don't know. I wonder who I was the I first person.
I think I would call it a leg sleeve because I wouldn't know what else to call it. Exactly. I know, yeah, but I call it a leg sleeve. Call a massive tra- leg tattoo. Trouser. <laughs> we'll get that. We'll get that in the dictionary. Why is it a trouser and not a tight? It could be a stocking. Could be. Uh, all of those are good. A you long exa- john. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. I'd like, I'd like to book in for a long john tattoo, please. Yeah. <laughs> just, just John like, all the way down your leg. I feel like stocking could work. I'd like to book in for stocking, please. Yeah, a stocking. That, yeah. Perhaps then they might be... end up with a saucy bow and a lace top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you done one? Have, when was the last time you did a oh, character? I've never done one, thank God. <laughs> Haven't you? No, no. I got asked for one recently. And so, yeah, I had to do it. It was like lace, but I sort of um, convinced her to have it more like ornamental, really. But there was definitely some lace in there. And I did say to her, let's put it closer to the knee, because otherwise I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to have to get so close to your vagina. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) They just look like an absolute nightmare to tattoo. Yeah. I'm so so pleased I've never done one. Anything that you've got to join up, I think. The, gar- just... the, uh, the garters with the pistols in them. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck. All that lace as well. I hate it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You see, like, examples of people who've just put loads of white highlights in every single thread of the lace in and so much detail. And I'm like, fuck, that must have taken so long. I imagine, yeah. Do a lot of people get them for, like, wedding things? Like Surely not. No, I don't think that, so. Yeah. It was just a phase. Like somebody got one, and someone else went, "Oh, I want that." And then a million right. people said, "Yep, one of those." I think was like the stars. Was Katie Price responsible for that? Oh, she might have been actually. I, I feel like she is. Yeah, that's true. It always comes back to a celebrity, like Rihanna yeah. with her ornamental hand and yeah. the stars. Was it Rihanna that had stars yeah, on the back of the neck? neck? And and the uh, Egyptian sternum piece. She yeah, that, yeah. Rihanna's to blame for all this. Yeah, David these Beckham tattoos we most, don't enjoy. Most of all of the religious symbols on dudes yeah. that don't live their life by any religious tattoos. <laughs> yeah, and Harry Styles for his um, moth or butterfly on his sternum, uh, and all I'm not... the um, patchwork stuff he has. Yeah. yeah, that's that's something that annoys me. Is people come in and asking for a patchwork sleeve, and I'm like, you you mean just you want some just tattoos? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a, a patchwork stocking, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you want some tattoos? They don't even know what they want on there either. I say, okay, but what do you actually want? And they're like, well, I don't know, just do whatever. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. We've de- it de- was definitely on here, but someone was saying they used to piss off the whites when they would like geezers would come in and go, they want a religious sleeve, and they'd say, what religion? Oh yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, I would love funny, to see though. I'd love to see that reaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine someone going like, well, you know, like the normal one. <laughs> yes, right. Like, we talk about Jesus. Yeah, he's sort of Muslim's vice captain, so he, he, <laughs> he might be on it as well. I said Muslims instead of Islam, then that's bad. I'll cut that out. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Oh, dangerous territory. Well, Lucy, do, you, do you work in a private shop? No, we're a street shop. Um, so it we still get some people just walk in, but we're both so fully booked that it might as yeah. well be a private studio. Yeah, yeah. But the shop's been there for like, um, so I work my partner, and it's he's had the shop for thirteen years, I think, and I've been there for eight. 
And when he took the shop on, it was proper old school street shop. Like it had a like metal grill sort of on the front window and he had to do about six coats of white paint to get rid of the tobacco stains all oh. around the shop. Yeah, you can still see part of it that's like soaked through the paint on the ceiling. And um, it was all really dark and dingy. But because it's working like a really small town, so it, we're a bit of an institution. We just, people come in because we've tattooed their whole family and their whole street. Yeah. And, um, so it's nice for people to be able to walk in. And so many people still do just walk in because they want to book in person. Yeah. Mostly Grant's customers. Mine are like, I'm just email really, but yeah. But it's nice. I, it's old school in some ways and I like going to private studios yeah because um, you don't have you do because we don't have a reception a receptionist either or a shop manager we just have to stop and get up but we don't yeah, answer the phone yeah. and stuff yeah but yeah I like it though but um since we've been there um there's been like one two three four other shops open up in in the same town oh it's crazy isn't it yeah, and it's a small town. It's like, yeah. I don't know how to describe it because I don't know any small towns around Leeds, but <laughs> it's a small town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leeds alone, there's something ridiculous like 90 tattoo shops. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. In and around the Leeds area. It's just ridiculous. And wow. I see so many when I'm like driving through. It's like, so I'm going to play cricket somewhere and I'm driving through and I'll go, that wasn't there last time. And that's yeah. so often they just pop up and then fuck off. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, like so many people, we spoke about it before, so we don't need to go into it. But when people talking about what we were talking about earlier about the the youngsters that come in, think they got game and then suddenly, oh, I've done three years. Yeah. Got a bit of money. I'm going to open up my own gaff and don't realize how yeah. stressful it is and all the boring, yeah, yeah, absolutely, all the yeah. shit you have to do that you then. Yeah. I see fuck off. more and more tattooists giving up their shops now to go work for somebody else. Yeah. Like so many people are so keen to open up their own shop and then more people who've been in it a bit longer are like, fuck it, I don't want the stress actually. I'd rather just go work for somebody else. Yeah. It's like a constant cycle. But like in our town, so there was a shop in a nearby town and he opened up a shop wanted to expand got bigger premises and it's a few doors up from us they took on an apprentice the apprentice left after maybe a year and opened up a shop directly opposite them Uh, so on our street within 300 yards there's three tattoo studios wow (laughs) yeah yeah it's just yeah it's nuts really but i mean thankfully for the tattooers that do have their own style and whatnot they can just crack on with their client base. But for any other studio, it's just like, it's it's becomes a fighting game, doesn't it? Totally. People start undercutting each other with prices. Yeah, yeah. And I see so much of that, like not yeah. with us, but you do see that all the time. I know that is a really big problem in Brighton. I've seen a lot of tattooers saying about yeah. that because there's so many studios there too. Well, so yeah. as soon as someone drops the coin, everyone then has to, to so it, y- your choice is to be less busy or... Suppose you're all right if you've got your, if you've got your solid customers. Yeah, but, but when it's other like, people in the shop, isn't it? That's it. And places like Brighton, where a lot of the work is walk-in, like the population is so transient, 
and the customer base is that sometimes people will just go to the cheapest shop yeah if they're not fussed about doing research or they just want to go get a little little something yeah it's an issue but then it's like it's just oh I don't know what I was going to say then I don't know <laughs> tumbleweed yeah I had a train of thought about inflation and I can't remember what it was anyway. yeah, that's 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 you know a thing like everyone's struggling but that doesn't mean that you have to take your prices down the plumbers aren't putting their prices down just because you know it's another thing that sort of annoys me a little bit about how i suppose it's tattooers in general i'm lumping everyone in here where it's like there's so much of a you know mates rates because you want you went to school with someone 20 years ago and they're like hey you can do it for cheap you know that sort of thing where you feel because there's a friendly nature to it and you've customers feel like they know you when they don't and it's not necessarily two ways because you've had 12 interactions like that in that week but they're it's yeah. the only one they've had so they see it to be further along the friendship line if you know yeah. I mean. <laughs> and and that you know you are oh come on cost of living crisis what what can you do but you wouldn't say that to the geezer who's fitting your floor or yeah whoever's working on your car you know what i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't it would never come in but i feel like it does with tattooing because there's this conversation with with you and you're the sole owner of the of the thing you're doing yeah and you know we've got the same bills to pay exactly. as all of our they're all going up they're all going yeah, up yeah well. yeah 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 it is hard because like we do have to put our prices up because everything else costs so much money, especially when we came back after COVID, the cost of gloves was fucking Oh, insane. my God. 11 quid a box. Yeah, it's You're nuts. literally spending 100, over £100 to literally put in the bin. It's absolutely yeah. sold. What it's, were they before? Like, just from a... It used from to be like four quid. Four pounds something. Four so quid, well, yeah. well more than doubled just oh, yeah. overnight. Cause, yeah. Is that because yeah. they could because there was a demand or because they were scarce because they were being used by everyone a bit both. of both i think yeah. it was they're just the cost of pp in general just skyrocketed yeah. because everyone needed it yeah. yeah and then it just never came back down when the even when the demand was less and um it just I think everyone at that point came back from COVID and was like, well, we're just going to have to, like I said, I think I just put on like a tenner on top of everything that I'd quoted so far. And I just said to people, look, I'm rebooking you, but just so you know, it is going to be £10 more expensive because of the cost of our PPE now. Yeah. And everyone was so lush about it. And I try and be really transparent with price. I always quote people before they book in so they know. Um, and when people have come in that we've maybe not tattooed for a little while, we've said, look, we have put our prices up a fraction. Everyone is so nice about it. And like, oh, to- yeah, of course, you should have done it before sort of thing. I think it's which one is of those nice. little things, which is a very early identifier to a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. What? Totally. What did you do that for? So, well, yeah. do you not read the newspapers? You know, you know why. Yeah. You know, yeah. If someone's getting, That's getting, the, if someone's laying an egg because you put, put things up a tenner so they don't get poorly, then fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam, this is Elvis. Oh, like a silky like... orca. Oh, look at his little socks. I know. <laughs> he look, he look, the thing is, it looks quite cute, but he's actually he's actually staring into fun. staring into Lucy's soul there. So if you <laughs> yeah. don't if you don't give me attention, yeah. that that three hundred that three hundred quid lamp over there is getting knacked. Oh, 
oh, survived for 70 years, has it? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's parent though. I think it's happy. Look, just stay there and be good. I have a cat too. Um, he's about, oh, I say he's about 12 now. He's a black oh. cat called Colin Barney. And oh. he is the neediest, the yeah. neediest cat I think I've ever met. I love oh. a needy cat. Yeah, yeah he's He's, he's so trusting. Like, honestly, a robber could come into the house and he'd go and sit on the knee. <laughs> It'd annoy the robber. I'm trying to, I'm trying to unplug this telly. Would yeah. you leave me alone? Yeah. yeah. The robber just leave everything and take Barney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I think when, if, if, you, if I go around someone's house and they've got an, uh, a cat that is open to uh, invasive interaction from me, I've just, like, there's nothing better. All my cats. Oh, it's the best. Oh, yeah. When... I feel like you've got to earn a cat's love, haven't you? So yeah. when they choose you, it's like they've adopted you. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. such an honour. Yeah, it's such yeah. an honour. <laughs> um, how's your puppy and how did he cat, um, get on with the puppy when you brought him Oh, there? Honestly, Barney is so placid. He just does not give a shit, honestly. Oh. Uh, Ronnie, every... my uh, puppy's called Ronnie. Um <laughs> He's just starting to calm down now with the cat, but he's seven months old now. We got him when he was 12 weeks old. And for a lot of that time up until now, every time he saw the cat, it was like, oh, my God. Like, just <laughs> knew every, every single time. And Barney has just been so great with him, and he'll just he'll put up with it for a while, but then he'll just take himself off. But oh. he's not, like, he's not got pissed off at him or, like try to attack him or anything it's just it's just really lovely i've honestly never met a cat like him he's just gorgeous oh although at the moment because we've just moved house um this house doesn't have a cat flap in the door so um we keep him in on the night time and he's just going through this stage at the moment of doing the most awful shits at like <laughs> and all we can hear is him scratching in his cat litter box and then the most disgusting cat shit smell it's, it's, all, <laughs> it's, it's all encompassing isn't it I've yeah got, my god yeah i've got indoor cats and they purely because one of them's only got one eye and is a bit shit <laughs> neurodivergent um, would would last about 20 25 30 seconds out, out in the wild to just come back <laughs> flat or with you know a, a you know some gruesome injury so but because that when we got another one and you know be a bit mean to let one out yeah yeah, we're, we're, yeah. They, they 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 could have a shit in norfolk and suffolk would write a letter it's <laughs> Oh, honestly, catching—it's just so much more offensive than yeah. than, yeah. than dog poo, and it doesn't it, doesn't go away. You could no, you can, you can void it from your house, and it's 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 like stays in the air. Yeah, it? yeah, poisonous things. Yeah. yeah, so we keep we keep getting woken up um, by cat shit, which <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. uh, he'll he'll change that soon because that, that's pretty gross to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elvis will like as soon as I get into bed, he'll go and poo, and his litter tray is in the bathroom, which is just like down the hall from my bedroom, and I can smell it from bed. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, now I have to get up and deal with that. Get fucking yeah. yeah, it's not what you want to do as soon as you open your eyes, is it? Yeah, no, not at all. Bless my him. cat Optimus has a has a technique for waking me up where he stands on my chest, facing my feet, and then just. <laughs> slowly lowers his anus onto my face <laughs> and uh it, it's i'm like so i move him away 
<laughs> and then I'm awake. So it's 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 worked. Is the primary goal of that isn't to dirty me, it's <laughs> to get me to wake up and feed him. <laughs> Asshole. And he's yeah, massive yeah. as well. He is massive. He's, How old is he? He's not even two yet, but he's over, oh. over six kilograms, and he's not that fat. He's just oh my god. He's just tonk. He has to have special medication because he's over. You know, they're just cat medicine. He has to have like big Horse. ting medicine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Badger medication. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, you were, you two were talking about something interesting when I went off to collect some equipment. And I stopped you. Oh, yeah. We were talking off. about time off, yeah. That's yeah. Great. So did you have well, all of Christmas off? Yeah, so I think I finished work on the 22nd of December. And I went back on the 4th when my little boy went back to school. So it was so lovely to have that time off. Because you do get burnt out. No matter how much you love your job, you do get burnt out. And like... Like I was saying before, Lucy, you know, when we when we leave the shop after work, that's not our workload done. Like we'll yeah. get home and uh, we have to do emails and then draw for the night before. So it's not like any other job where you would just finish and go home and chill. You know, sometimes your days will just go in a breath and you've not had a moment to yourself. Totally. So yeah. having that time off is... I'm I'm quite strict with my time off at Christmas because it's the only sort of proper time I will take out of my diary to not go into work. Um, with having Eddie as well, you know, Christmas time is just the nicest time yeah. to take off, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I, I am quite strict with that. But um, sometimes it's hard to then get get back into that routine and and just get back into work mode. Totally. This Christmas is the first time in my tattooing career that I've taken the whole time off and not worked in between Christmas and New Year and I can't believe I have not done it before yeah like what's wrong with me because it was just so nice but it was hard to go back even though it is the best job in the world and I feel so spoiled that this is my job I have to pinch myself the whole time this is my fucking job this is nuts but it's still it can still be a job and um yeah, the reason we like got onto that topic was because I had a day off today, Mick, and I was just like driving around going, ah, oh, I love days off mm-hmm. and being a bit sad that I have to work tomorrow, even though I've got a really awesome day in the diary. It's still like, I don't know if it's just that commitment of time yeah, or it was like that the sun was shining today and I was like, oh God, I'd be missing this if I was committed to work. But yeah, it's it can still be a bit of a job, but that time off is so important and I've I've only got a week and then I'm on holiday for another week. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm like, maybe I'm just not going to work that much anymore. Maybe it's time <laughs> to you, retire. Did you feel, because I know you did, Lucy, but Sam, did you feel after COVID when everyone came back that it gave you a chance to reassess how much you were doing before? And um, No, do you know what? I went the complete opposite way. I, I just um, went into work overload and... I just think because you were back and you could and it was yay, yeah, yeah 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 um I think just having all of that time off and um you know because when you're in tattooing it does take over your whole life like it is your whole lifestyle you you live and breathe tattooing you know you spend more time with um the tattoo guys and your own family um mm. so all day every day it's about tattoos really 
So then being forced to um, not do that anymore, it was quite, you know, damaging to a, a lot of tattooers, you know, yeah. just not being in that um, environment anymore and, you know, bouncing off of each other and tattooing, really. Um, so when I came back after COVID, thankfully, um I was really, really busy. And I've probably had the most busiest two years of my career. But I definitely did burn myself out, 100%. So after uh, my time off at Christmas, I would have decided to just drop my workload a little bit and just spread it out a bit more because I was just missing out on so much, you know, personal time. And now I've got um, a puppy, you know, and I've got my little boy who's just growing up ridiculously fast. If I don't slow down a bit, I'm just going to miss so many things. Yeah. And, you know, I can fit everyone in if I just spread it out. Totally. I think it's easy to just cram your workload so much when you're self-employed because you just don't know, yeah. you know, when you're going to have a quiet period. There's exactly. a guilt. I was, I, I freelanced for about a year once, but I was shit at it because I was lazy. But I always <laughs> felt so guilty of, oh, I haven't got anything. It was constantly there, just hitting me on the back of the head every day like mm, you're gonna be out of work in three weeks so you better fucking, fucking you know start doing that as well and then you end up yeah. just not concentrating on what you're supposed to be doing yeah yeah totally and, and you can gather up on you quite quickly that's how emails feel i'm like i've got a couple of cancellations i really need to fill and i've got an inbox an inbox inbox full of <laughs> emails who are asking me to fill it but I just I need the time to actually reply to them and it's that constant there's always emails you're applying yeah. to people and then they're replying and it's constantly in my head and I'm really trying now to leave work at work I'll try yeah. and get my drawing done at work if I have a gap in between people or I'm really trying to do my emails at work so that when I come home I switch off because a few one of the best things about this podcast it's a bit like doing guest spots you pick up so many tips from different tattooers yeah, and it's been yeah. so many things where I've been like oh my god and I've implemented it and it's made such a difference and I, I can't remember who it was that we spoke to and he said no work is work I'm leaving it at work and when I get home it's my time I'm like man that's such a good idea I really need to try and do that but sometimes yeah, it's I not always possible yeah I admire those people that do stick to that because I find it impossible I'm always thinking, right, well, if I just do that now, I don't have to worry about that tomorrow. But then yeah. it's just a constant cycle, and then you just never really, your mind is just never really out of work mode. Yeah. Sometimes I'll pick up um, an email response at 11, half 11 at night when, you know, I could just leave that till the next morning. But I always think, well, if I'm seeing it now, uh, if I'm thinking about it now, well, then just do it. Yeah. But then I guess that's, um, you know, setting bad boundaries for um your work ethic in it because your time should be your time yeah it's hard like I might answer emails in that way if it's just like one or two but if I leave it for a few days and they build up it feels like more pressure and then I really oh, need to commit the yeah. time to it yeah but like this morning I saw an email come through somebody wanted a George Harrison portrait and I replied at like half six this morning because I was like yes yes please <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come in yeah. tomorrow I'll do it at home wherever where are you Australia I'll be there because <laughs> yeah. uh, I was so excited about it um my god I was just jumped off my lap and I swear his claws just went through the bone <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it is about those boundaries isn't it but yeah at the same time we're self-employed and you just don't know when how long are people going to want tattoos that's what yeah. I'm thinking but they've wanted them for 
13 years so yeah. and also um, like, like you pointed out you know when you get emails um requesting really fucking awesome ideas it excites you and it's never gonna like all the time that we are creative people and love our job it's never gonna stop being exciting for us so I think it's kind of good to be like that in a way but I, I do think we should switch off a little bit more, but it's just, maybe it's just not in some of us. Yeah, that's it. I think, like you said earlier, like, we, it is all-consuming. Tattooing is all-consuming. And I guess we do get to do this awesome thing and it does just come, it's just part of it. We just have to do it because it's yeah. part of it. Like, yeah. emails do suck and having to draw for the next day does suck, but we don't have to go and work as an accountant I know sometimes when I'm drawing for the the next day sometimes if I'm really tired I just think oh god I really don't want to be doing this right now but then I think hold on like I'm sat in my comfy pajamas on the sofa <laughs> got trash tv on and I'm drawing on my ipad it's really not that it's not that bad is it yeah <laughs> like, I would probably be drawing for fun anyway yeah, yeah you've got you yeah, haven't exactly. got anyone you haven't got anyone saying why are you doing it like that because yeah. Do you want to? Do you want, what we we we've had a meeting. Oh, sorry, we should have invited you to that meeting, but um, <laughs> we've decided that you should do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's That's no one, no one like that, which is you know my whole day is facilitating those meetings. Oh yeah, we're not being micromanaged. No. Exactly. That's the, you know, that's a that is a a thing that I imagine is quite easy to if you if you either if you've never had it or it was ages ago, it can be quite yeah. easy to forget that. Yeah. Totally. I honestly could not imagine like sometimes when I get customers in that have really um serious jobs like proper adult jobs and they're <laughs> younger than me and I just <laughs> think oh my god like I could not imagine doing anything like that at all like what we do for a living is absolutely crazy we just get to go into work and have a laugh and draw on people and make people happy yeah how lucky are we making how people happy Making people yeah, happy yeah. is uh that's a gift. Not many people get to get to experience the the you know, I've sat a little bit from doing doing this when someone will send me a message or something to say, piss myself when you said this on the last podcast or something like that. You go, we fucking go on. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, like anything that I do at work, the only reason I do it or get thanks for it is because someone's paying loads of money for it because they don't want to, they don't want to do it themselves. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> someone's not actually coming from nowhere coming to you like you are they are to you coming to you and saying i've seen your stuff i want you to draw me and you're going to make my life better because i'm going to show everyone yeah that's the bollocks yeah oh, yeah yeah we are so lucky very lucky um, yeah and um, sam are you doing any conventions this year i'm not actually i was supposed to be doing brighton and um edinburgh and i think i might be working leeds convention but it's the same weekend as download yeah useless yeah yeah uh but because i've got ronnie uh my puppy um because because i'm still training him um just you know with his behavior and stuff i don't really want to leave him with anyone else um and i don't want to put him in any kennels so he's got my priority um this year but i'll be back doing brighton and edinburgh next year 100 percent. awesome are you going to download you say Possibly. I mean, Metallica are playing two nights, mm. hoping that Pantera are going to be there. Oh, that would be amazing. Are, aren't they? I think they're already announced. Are they? Are they? 
Pies. We always oh, go. Oh, no, so... they've been announced. I think they might have still uh, one in uh, Hellfest in France. I think they've been announced. Oh, yeah. I want to go to that so badly one it year. Look, it's always like you look at that because they they announce it and it's like, oh, wow, that looks amazing. All of those will come and download. And then it's like, oh, it's, uh, it's legit. Yeah, no, they've done that. They didn't need to come to Britain. Why would they come and do it in the rain when they've just been to the south of France? <laughs> Oh, let's see. I how I feel about yeah. camping though, because I feel oh, like I'm past that now. Fucking hate I'm it. Too old. I never camp. No, I never camp at Download. I know it's such a cop out, but mix the same. We always get a hotel. Yeah, like... I used, used to camp and used to like pretend I liked it because I, I yeah. didn't. But then my mate broke his arm a couple of weeks before playing football. And he was like, if we go, I can't camp. And like, we're gonna, I'm going to have to like keep this my bro- <laughs> broken limb under some sort of. Clean, cleanliness routine and we were like, we'll go halves on a hotel it's fine just a one-off uh, on the first morning so we've been there the friday first the saturday morning i was like we are never camping again this is <laughs> oh, it's 10, just 10 hours sleep in a wash yeah i remember seeing um, kerry who works at joe black shop on like maybe the sunday and she was like oh my god you look so clean it's <laughs> like yeah because i don't camp <laughs> Getting into a shower at the end of the day as well is like the best thing. And you've waited an hour for a taxi and you're so grubby and minging, but getting in the shower and you see all the dirt and dust and whatever yeah. coming off you, you're like, oh man, this is the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's a really shitty, rainy weekend and it's just mm-hmm. mud everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, I when it's really, really dusty and windy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Back and your face is black. Yeah. 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 Picking out those black bogeys. Oh. Yeah. I just get really yeah. grumpy if, if I'm cold and wet all the time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Same. When you can't sit down because the ground is sodden and your feet hurt. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, if you're there, we'll absolutely have to have a beer because um, we're not yeah, definitely. there. Definitely. Yeah. Be awesome. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. It's the question. Oh, well, oh my God. It's been so long <laughs> since we've done a fucking podcast. I forgot the only question we have. And that is. If you were on a desert island for, I don't know how long it's meant to be. If you were forever. stuck on a, stranded on a desert island forever, which three tattooers would you want to be there with? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I hate these questions because. It's the only question we have. I'm, I'm so <laughs> indecisive. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I'd definitely take Adam, who I work with. Because we need to get Adam on to make the full set, don't we? Yeah, because he's the bollocks, not just because he's like the one at the end. That <laughs> he's sounded just mean. So <laughs> hilarious, and um, his storytelling is amazing. There we go. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Who else to take? Um, I'm, well, I've got to say my fella, aren't I? Because that would be really tight if I didn't say him. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Uh, Chris. Chris Jenko. Uh, oh. he, he works in Leeds as well. Um, one more. One more. Oh, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I really about, don't know. Like, a really not very funny podcast host that you've... Really say, it, is, it is by default that Lucy has to come then. Fuck you. No shit. one you know what? I think... has said me. <laughs> Lucy, I'll Even take like long term friends. Oh, thanks, Sam. Let's <laughs> cut out the bit where I'm asking you to say it. 
I would. I, I don't think I could. Make, we can just make podcasts every day until we die. Oh yeah, my god, could, it would you be could so bad. Put some microphones out of some reeds or something. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah, be fine. I have no skills to bring shout, to a desert island. Shout them. Well, I I don't either. I have zero. Well, zero. Let's, let's hope that um. Adam let's hope and Adam and Chris all their the shit together. Hope <laughs> they can <laughs> hunt. <laughs> Adam's got a Land Rover, so he must be able to hunt or something. Oh yeah, Adam. Adam would be yeah. Adam would just absolutely um, breeze it. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, I would just be windy. I think. Yeah, I'd try too and bring cold, some holes. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this seawater tastes bad. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, vapes I, run out. <laughs> take, take loads of mushrooms with us, and then we'll just enjoy it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am. Um, my friend. My friend handed me. We were on a night out recently, and he we were just in this like really shitty local bar, and he was just like chewing mushrooms. He was like, "Here you go," and I was like, "Oh, I'm not feeling it right now." So I just put them in my bag. The next time I went out, I went out with like some friends of mine, and we brought our partners, and we hadn't gone out with them. My friend Vicky's partner before, so he was. It was like a trial one. We were like, <laughs> "We'll see how funny he is, and if it's a good night, he can come back." And within about 10 minutes, I'd handed him this random mushroom I had at the bottom of my bag and he just chewed it down and was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, he can come back. <laughs> that was so funny. All my friends are super straight as well. Like, it was just so funny. But yeah, okay. That's amazing. I'll come yeah. if there's mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, but we'll take all the mushrooms, all the mushroom powder. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll be a great time. Awesome. I'm there. <laughs> and we often have conversations at work like what what would we do um if we're on death star like how what just what would we do in in our final moments of dying and um once or twice people have said we'd just have loads of heroin <laughs> <laughs> just see what that's like if you're gonna die anyway oh then yeah i suppose just let's find see out how it feels. but um i think i would just um take all the lsd and mushrooms and just laugh yeah. myself yeah just fl- yeah. float off to wherever yeah 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 absolutely yeah in some <laughs> psychedelic haze like yeah yeah just see you later world <laughs> I, I, I like i'd like to hope that i would like have enough about me like if i get smashed over by a lorry it's obviously not going to happen but if i'm in a like on my deathbed and i can call someone over I'd love to have the wherewithal to send them on a quest. That you know what I mean, like <laughs> yeah. Um, if you look, look in, look in, look in the, look in the drawer, draw, like that or something. Do you know what I mean? With nothing you know, at the end. I, I, no, no, just I, I've buried, I've buried, I've buried like that, and they're like, right, no, so, they're, <laughs> so they're fucking digging my garden up. For... <laughs> yeah. He said, it, "What did he say?" He said, "I've buried," and then what? I don't know. Like a gurgle, croaky noise. Did you say buried money? Did you say I've buried what? Or did, and then I just bury a little bit of laminated paper that went. Uh, <laughs> you just dug up a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> Is this what he meant? Fucking knobhead. I thought there was going to be some coins down there or something at least. Just a little crumbled note in your hand that says lol. Yeah. Lol. <laughs> that would be it. Be perfect. Lol, how's your back? Have you dug up the whole garden? <laughs> I want that on my gravestone. Lol. I mean, that'd be good. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, it's down to you, Mick. Do you want know Spike, Mil- Spike Milligan's got on his grave? I told you I was ill. Perfect, isn't it? So good. Oh, my God. 
I was thinking about this the other day, lol, things to put on your gravestone, like, you're standing on my toe. Have a look. <laughs> Have a look, just, just as a as a funny things. Going to Google it. This isn't that lol, but it will be. Like, my sister was buried in the same plot as my dad. And um, I imagine it, I thought if I had any creative control over what it said on the gravestone, it would be like, it's cramped in here. That's amazing. <laughs> The thing is, like, the plot is for three people. And <laughs> and when I found out that she was being buried in the same plot, I was like, well, what a way to find out that you're not the favourite because it's not me. <laughs> also, I'm not even favourite to my nephew because this, the other space is for him. And he was in charge of getting, like, Ryan engraving the stone, not manually. He just got someone else to do it. But they've written so much that there's no space for any wording for him. So I was like, where are we going to, when you go, not that I might not be around, but like, where are we going to put him? It would just be his name, like scratched at the bottom oh, no. and, and Ryan. <laughs> I'll have to put it on the back or something. He didn't <laughs> out properly, did he? I know, yeah. <laughs> Grave politics. This is being a grown up. <laughs> there are some, a lot of these are shit, but there's one that, um, name it says here lies an atheist all dressed up and nowhere to go <laughs> pretty cool one's got a recipe for fudge on it which is a bit weird wow um, <laughs> that's random huh. maybe that's just a way this to get them to visit the grave like oh what was granny's fudge recipe you go? <laughs> yeah. all right, granny. this is a this is a genuine joke on this one so the man's called john yeast <laughs> and it says pardon me for not rising <laughs> really really long as well like if you if you're gonna be bad don't make it snappy people aren't hanging around in graves yeah do you know i hate it when people have got like um little pictures on gravestones like a football or like a football player or something or like a picture of them that yeah. that sort of spooks me out a bit it's why like- I don't know. It's like I went to a mausoleum in LA and um, there's loads of like um, Hispanic plots where they've got loads of photos and loads of pieces and flowers and stuff in them. It's like there in there. That's a thing in um, a lot of South American countries is put the photo up. You can come back, I think. I really? Oh, okay. Your ghost can come back. I think we can delete that bit. Yeah. Um, Do you remember those acrostic poems you used to do at school? There'd be like fireworks and it would be like fine night air. Oh yeah, yeah. In the garden. <laughs> this one's this one's um fuck you down the side. Ah! It's pretty good. <laughs> Does it just human humanize it a bit too much for you, Lucy? If you can see pictures of so. it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Then I'm like really aware of how many people are in this graveyard, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. I think this one might be a mistake because it's so old, because it's like from 1918, but it just says, um, <laughs> of the geezer's surname, Spanx. <laughs> so it says, here lies Arthur Spanx, his wife, Catherine, is also here. So it says, Arthur Spanx, his wife, Catherine. <laughs> but I, I don't know if that's a joke or if that's just bad, bad, <laughs> bad laying out by whoever did that. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, it's God. dark in here. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Someone whose surname was Butt, and it says, "Think of me and smile." Shit. Don't even know why I read that out. 
God. Yeah, it's enough of that. There's a couple of funny ones in there, but I'm not going to. That's a bit of a morbid end to uh, yeah. an otherwise enjoyable podcast. Thanks. <laughs> that was loads You're of fun. Welcome. Thanks for thank, coming on. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. And hopefully I'll be back up and do another little guest spot at Tower Hearts. So oh, yeah. yeah. So nice. It was so nice when you and Danielle came to guest. Yeah, it was really nice. nice. I love it when there's more girls in the shop. Oh, yeah, you're so outnumbered. Yeah. Because it's... it's usually just, um, unless Rasheen's in, um, who does the laser in, it's just me and three lads. No, four lads now because we've got Dan working with us, Dan O'Hagan. Oh. Um, is he a funny man? He seems he seems really funny. He is hilarious. I, thought, I bet him and I bet it's just I bet them three just never stop, do they? No. Well, Dan Dan works downstairs at the I say at the moment, but he will he'll stay downstairs because the lads have um, created a room. Oh, I saw that. No. doing some nice things yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So they they've created another workspace downstairs. So Dan's down there. So um, we we don't actually see him that much if we're all working. Yeah. But um, it's nice breaking off and like just seeing what he's up to, and he comes up and speaks to us when he's not tattooing and whatnot. And yeah, he's a la- he's hilarious, like so so funny, so Aww. funny. It fits in really well. It's such a lash up because everyone is really funny, and it's just yeah, great vibes there. It's so yeah. great. I love working there, and I've known Adam um, as long as I've been tattooing, so oh, it's wow. nice to be back. Um, working with him because we actually started tattooing around the same time um oh. so yeah I, I love working with those guys I feel really really lucky and privileged to work there it's honestly one of the best studios and I know I'm biased but <laughs> it's it's honestly one of the best studios to work at yeah I can I can definitely agree having guested there like it was it was great lush you said yeah lovely. I am then... lucky yeah yeah I'd I, I, I think that every day. Uh, yeah, I, I never take it for granted at all. It's nice to, you know, go to work and um, enjoy working with the people that I work with as well. Like, there's never any dramas. And um, I think that's half the battle sometimes, isn't it? Like, I meet so many tywers that have just um, just had a shit time because they've worked with really horrible people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they just sap the joy and enthusiasm out of them for tattooing. And it's so important that you find a studio that you love and you're happy to work in 100%. Absolutely. God. Yeah, we really heard some, like, horror stories about shit studios. Yeah. Nobody should be unhappy in their job. It's a much better thing to end on than than bad gravestone lols. Bad graves, yeah. (laughs) cramped yeah so yeah i i love those guys that i work with it's an amazing shop and um i'll work there as for as long as possible elvis has started fucking shit up so maybe it's time to to end it look at that little dicker he's like (laughs) oh look (laughs) he's gonna start attacking that picture you can see where it's a bit wonky as well he sits there and starts swiping at it what are you doing how can that i bomb the plants doesn't move what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> what a dig right <laughs> Sam thank, thank you, you so, so much, much. I really awesome. hope oh, to no, see you thank you too yeah I can't um, wait to see you again let us know if you're going to be at downloads and um, yes we'll I will yeah we'll yeah that'd be awesome, awesome. no he's doing it fucker <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> 
going to go euthanize my cat. <laughs> With chaos. Okay, see ya. Thank you so much, Sam. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-